0: Well, here we are again, ready to study God's Word, to move on with our study of choices that make a difference, choices that help us grow. We're talking about the choice to be divinely directed, to be guided by God. See, it's a choice every day. I have to choose if I'm going to control my life and guide it today or if I'm going to let God guide it. If you make a once-for-all commitment to let God be in charge, then daily you just renew that commitment and say, Thank you, Lord, you're in charge, and guide me today. Now, the second thing I want to mention about that, I mentioned the first one yesterday, the the, the divinely guided life is only a possibility for those who are children of God. If you have never committed your life to Jesus, then God can't guide you because he doesn't live in you through his Holy Spirit. And you notice he said that all who are being led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. This verse is also reversible. He could have said the sons of God are evidence for the fact that they're being led by the Spirit of God. So God does not guide people <clears throat> Excuse me, who have not trusted Christ as their Lord and Savior because it's essential <clears throat> that we have a personal relationship with him. And if we don't have that personal relationship, there's nowhere, no way we're going to be able to have God guide us. <clears throat> and you say, well, I thought everybody was in God's family and everybody was a child of God. That's not what the Bible teaches. In fact, the Bible teaches the very opposite. The Bible teaches there are that we are children of sin and children of the devil, until we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And so it's imperative that we recognize that. A missionary in Latin America was preaching to a group of folks, and at the close of the sermon, he had set forth the necessity of being born again as the only way in which a person of the human race can become a child of God. Two men came to him to challenge his statement. One of them said, You admit, do you not, that we are all descended from adam certainly replied the missionary you admit that adam was created by god they continued again he agreed well then said the questioner with an air of triumph does that not prove that we're all children of god my friend pointed to one of the benches in the little chapel and said who made the bench they looked at it and replied the carpenter well do you call the bench the son of the carpenter or the child of the carpenter certainly not they replied why not Because it does not have the life of the carpenter in it, one of them replied. And with great directness, my friend said, do you have the life of God in you? I'm not talking about physical life, animal existence. I'm talking about the spiritual life of God. They certainly didn't have an answer. You see, when we have the life of God, then we can be led by God. Someone who is a son of sin or a daughter of the devil can become a child of God if he will repent of our sins And put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior some years ago one of my sons gave to my younger son one of those cars that is uh, uh, remote controlled one of the older boys gave it to my youngest son and you can stand at one end of the street with this little button and push it and you can guide the car up and down the street put it in reverse put it forward make it turn And there's a guidance system in that car that responds to what you're doing there with the buttons. We cannot respond to God unless we have the Spirit of God living in us. That's the power inside of us that can respond and that can be guided. The divinely directed life is also only a possibility for children of God who are led by the Spirit of God. See, that explains it even further. We have to know God, but we also have to let God be in control. He says, for all for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, they are son. these are the sons of God. How can you know somebody is a Christian? They're led by the Spirit of God. How can you know somebody is a son of God? He's led by the Spirit of God. This is how you can know. And that's what's important. The Bible says in Luke 4.1, Jesus was led by the Spirit. It goes like this. Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus Luke says was full of the spirit and he was led by the spirit and only one who's filled with the spirit can be led by the spirit. You say, well, I know, I think I know, I really believe I know Christ as my Lord and savior, but are you filled with the spirit? We say, well, I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know that I understand what it means to be filled with the spirit. Well, it's not God pouring his spirit into an empty vessel. Simply means that you're allowing the Holy Spirit who already lives in you to take full control of you from the inside out. You see, when you received Christ, Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, came to live inside of you. And he came to live inside of you so he could live through you, so he could guide your life and make your life what it needs to be. Years ago, when they were putting a transatlantic cable across the ocean, it it wouldn't work, and they found out there was a little piece of wire in that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable that had a problem, and that was the reason why the message didn't get through, and they had to get that one little wire right. Once they got that right, the message got through. And the same way with us. If there's sin in our lives, that one little sin can keep God's message of direction and leadership and guidance to not get through. I was reading some time ago in Tim LaHaye's book, The Spirit-Controlled Temperament, and he tells something of his and his wife Beverly's experience in marriage and how their marriage really got in trouble because they were both full of themselves and how they came to realize what they were doing and they were convicted and they confessed their sins and they began to let the Holy Spirit fill their lives and enable them to live with each other in harmony. He says that he has conferred in his pastoral counseling with over 2,500 couples he's counseled in the midst of marital disharmony. And he said, not once in that counseling have I had to counsel a spirit-controlled couple. He said, I've had people say, We used to live like that, but he never never has one who said we're living like that. Because, you see, if I'm filled with the Spirit, my wife is filled with the Spirit, we're going to be walking the same road. We're going to be following God's direction. We're going to be going the same direction. Can two walk together, the Bible says, except they be agreed? And the only way we can really be agreed is not if I get my way and she gets her way, but if we both get God's way. Now, the secret to being filled with the Spirit is to seek the Lord with all our hearts. See, one of the problems is often we seek the will of God, and that's not what we're supposed to do, is not seek God's will or what he wants us to do. We're not supposed to seek the, his will. We're to seek him. Now, what does God want me to do? You see, sometimes we get so concerned about the plan that we miss the planner and so, so busy about what we want to do that we forget the one who's involved here. The Bible says this is the will of God that you believe in the one he has sent. That's John 6:29. So seek God first. That's really important. We notice two sisters that Jesus knew, Mary and Martha. Mary always worshipped him. Mar- Martha tried to work for him. I think before we can work effectively, we have to worship him. And that's what we often fail to do. I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do that for God. And we forget that what God wants us to do is spend time with him. One day as Barnabas and Paul were worshiping, the Bible says as these men were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit says, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for a special job I have for them as missionaries. They weren't specifically seeking the will of God, but they were worshiping, and in the process they were led to the specific task which God had for them. That's why as we privately spend time with God and when worship together on Sundays, that we open up our hearts and God can speak to us about what he wants us to do right now ask God to guide you tell him that you're willing to obey whatever he wants you to do give him your life as a blank page sign your name at the bottom and say whatever you tell me whatever you fill in this page I'll do you'll begin to experience being led by God if you'll do that God bless you have a great day